investing in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Rotolo's Pizzeria is the proud sponsor of the Nickel State Coaches Show. Rotolo's Pizzeria uses only the freshest ingredients to make their pizzas, calzones, salads, wings, and more. They make their original dough fresh every day, along with their homemade sauces and fresh veggies. Rotolo's, home of the $7.99 calzone, every Wednesday, and happy hour Monday through Thursday, 11 to 6. All of us at Rotolo's want to thank you for the opportunity to serve you at our home and Thibodeau locations. Go Colonels! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Tom Brady just wanted to say goodbye in person to his longtime coach. But Bill Belichick said he wasn't available. I like his consistency, but I don't like that the consistency stays for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is different, man. That's the problem. This is a, Tom Brady is just different. Regardless to what you think, it's Tom Brady. Brady. GJ and Max, and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Indeed, there is some interesting news, right? Out of Carolina, Cam Newton agrees to deal with the Panthers. Remember, he was released back in March of 2020, right? So a couple seasons ago, then he went to New England. And then before this season in New England, they went with Mac Jones. So, interesting for the Panthers to go that way. I guess they really didn't have much of a choice, though, when you look at it. Sam Darnold, injured, shoulder, out four to six weeks. 800 998 We'll touch on all the handful of topics here. And we did in hour number one, bottom of the hour, Corey Glore, voice of the Green Wave. Jay Walker, voice of the Cajuns, 145. Lee Sterling, 215. Chip Patterson, 230. Rest of the way. We'll talk Saints and Pels primarily. We'd love to hear from you, Pels fans, on your thoughts on the game last night. 108-100, flat out, Willie Green was not happy. I don't know how else to really put it. Um was not happy about the game. And there were two things that really stood out in that game. And it was the 21-point deficit and five technical fouls in the second quarter and the ejection of Josh Hart and Hayes and things of that nature. Here's uh, head coach Willie Green. How were you able to get yourself back to the ball game? We just competed. The guys that were in the game, they competed. That was it. That was right off the top. Ty Graffinini, voice of the Pels, asking, how'd you come back down 21 to make it interesting in the fourth? 
And then the next question from the graph was a rough second quarter, lots of whistles. Your thoughts on that? Our, our guys thought they got fouled, and we did get the call. Um, however, we're not going to get those calls. We haven't earned them. So what are we complaining about? Until we earn it, we're not going to get that. That's the deal. I'll talk to our guys about it. We have to keep our composure. Our margin for error is too small to do what we did tonight. So when you look at that, it it is harder because Josh Hart started for you. That doesn't help you. And look at the technical fouls. You heard him say it there. You hadn't earned the the right to complain just yet. And as Coach Green kind of mentioned afterwards, the most obvious thing is you're you're down a body. Absolutely, we need Josh. We need Jonas. Jackson Hayes can't get technicals. Like we need everybody to compete and play at a high level right now to win a game. That's where they are right now. You, you need all able-bodied players that uh, – it's just, it's just tough. It, it's tough. I mean, you come back down 21, but as Coach Green said, I, I, you got down 21. Like I said, we competed. The guys that were on the floor competed. We played hard. We shared the ball, 24 assists, nine turnovers, but it just is not enough. When, number one, we're not full, we're not healthy, and we're losing guys. It's not enough. We all have to be in it together. And if we lose one main guy like we did tonight, it hurts us. So you can't lose anybody. Obviously, he likes the effort, but at the same time, you you can hear in Coach Willie Green's tone there, playing hard occasionally. It's just when you're losing what you're losing, you don't have on the court in Brandon Ingram and Zion. It's just hard. I mean, I I know it's just not the starting five, though. Because the bench is just not helping you. And I think one of the frustrating elements is when I'm watching the games, it's how many teams I have to watch so far. Now, I know we've played a couple of teams twice already. The Kings, which I'll get into the first time played them this season with the story out there from Bleacher Report with David Griffin. But... Is it just me or you? Does everybody else look more athletic? Goodness gracious. Now, maybe it's just one or two players, but... I mean, does every team have more shooting? Does every team look more athletic? Like, that's not the Trey Murphy I saw. Gus, I told you it was... Stop it! There's wide open looks. Front iron, barely. Like, it's... Cursed might make more sense than what I'm seeing. Because it just doesn't make sense. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Pels fans, I want to hear from you. There's got to be somebody out there who's upset. <laughs> what well, did you like hearing that from Willie Green? He's upset. Why was he frustrated last night? Just this game. 
It's not the losing streak. It's not one quarter. It's the way we our approach to this game. And there was moments in the game where we had guys on the floor that just didn't compete hard enough for me, hard enough for our team. And that's a non-negotiable for me. That's the deal. That's where we are. And I, and as, as the leader of this team, I can't have that. I can't have guys on the floor if they're not going to give 110%. So how do you get them to play harder, Coach? As the leader, what do you have to do now to, as a reaction to that? Call them up. Tomorrow in practice, you just call them up. Not out, but up. Up is we're better than this. We're better than to come home and get down 21 on our home floor. But our approach has to be better. My approach has to be better. I got to get the team prepared to play. And I did, I did a poor job tonight. So one final bite. We'll go to Richard here. What does call up mean? And that's Will Guillory with the question. It's a collaboration of showing them this is how you play. This is what you're capable of. But this is what you did tonight or the night before or what, or what have you. Um, it's reinforcing who they are. And these guys, they play hard. They work together. But we can't have moments like tonight. That's it. Richard, thank you for calling the show, sir. How are you? I'm good, Gus. How, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? I'm here. I'm good. All is well. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, you know... I listened each day, you know, Tuesday, Maddie was in for you. And it's like, man, this hasn't had much to be, to be proud about Monday. I loved it Monday. Cause, you know, you were, you were, you were furious. And I'm like this guy who has repeatedly said potential playoff team, almost yeah. like, I know they made me buy in. You're like, right, Richard. But then, you, they were, then you were angry. And I'm like, I was. Yes. See, that's the <laughs> truth. The truth is I know what I said. But I want them to win. Uh, no, of course I do. I'm a New Orleanian. I want them to win. I mean, it just my my thing is this, and it's sort of like to like if you notice, I'm not nearly as frustrated or yelling about the Pelicans' eight <laughs> straight loss and the Pelicans, you know, where they are right now at one and eleven, because. My eyeballs can tell you they just don't have the talent. I mean, I just, you can just right. see it, right? I mean, literally, the, the the three little pigs, the one that built this house of bricks would be proud with what I saw last night. I mean, but that's a consistent <laughs> thing. You just don't have it. Like, I'm not being ugly, man. And I know he's an LSU guy, but why is Garrett Temple getting 29 minutes? I, I, it's like you start looking at some of these guys you bring in. Like, we sat there all last year saying... Najee Marshall is a taller, more athletic. Josh Hart, he was positive for you. You resign Hart. Hart starts. He gets thrown out. He's inconsistent on the offensive end. And now somehow, someway, Najee Marshall forgot to play basketball. I, I'm confused, man. Like, I don't understand. Trey Murphy knocked down open shots, right? We keep hearing where he's got to get open. Yesterday in the second half, he had open shots in the first half. He had open shots. Top of the key, he barely grazed the front iron. Like, I, I'm at a loss, man. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's just, hey, it starts to wear on you. You got guys that should be playing smaller minutes, playing bigger minutes. But, again, I'm not nearly as mad as I was when I watched the Saints because you can play better. When you actually showed up and played and caught the ball, you put up 22 unanswered. I mean, <laughs> so that's why I was frustrated Monday because I know they can play better. I don't know even if they play harder, man. 
that the Pels can be better. Unless you do literally what Todd always says. You got to make shots. I know it sounds so simplistic, but in basketball, if you don't make a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. And I've I've already told you, basketball season doesn't start for me until after football season. No, no. If you wait till that long, there may not be a season. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, But what I I was calling about today was just my take on the Odell thing. Because the show right before you, Bart and Han or whatever it's called, they were talking about it. They were saying how Bart was talking about how he, he sounds like he agreed with Odell waiting to, to, to see how the games unfold. So I, I, I thought about it from that aspect because I, I agree with you. It's like, why wouldn't you want to make up your mind now, get the check, get the playbook? But then I'm like, okay, let me just go to the other side of the coin. And it's like, you know, that tells me he I, – I think he has a spot he wants to go to, like legit he wants to. But I also think it's like he is – he, he, he needs to see something, whether it's us, whether it's Green Bay. I honestly think it's between us and Green Bay. I, mm-hmm. We're the only two because us with, you know, it's home and he could be the number one guy and he trusts Sean. And then Green Bay, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers and uh, most feel they can make the, to the Super Bowl. He's waiting for something. And that's just what I think. He wants to see because all of us have something. Nice. Going on all of us, Seattle, New England, Green Bay, you name it. Everyone ha- and this weekend actually has some great matchups. We're playing Tennessee, Green Bay's playing Seattle. Russell Wilson's going to be back. All that. So that that's just what I think. And then probably by like get up on Monday morning, we're going to have whoever. Let's say Field Jade saying, "Okay, this is. I'm hearing that this is where he's going to sign today." Yeah, I, I'm with you. Got to wait to see where he signs and, you know, where where the rest of these teams go. Look, I, you mentioned some of the games where we'll watch this weekend. I, I am looking at Seattle and Green Bay, and it's interesting. The first thing I see when I saw those two teams is like, which one of those two guys might be the Saints quarterback next year? That's terrible. I shouldn't even think like that. By the way, Pro Football Talk has just posted something. The pendulum has swung from the Saints to the Chiefs at OBJ. You know what? Just tell me. Just tell me when when he decides and who he picks. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Let's see. ESPN just now. Odell Beckham Jr. being considered by as many as eight teams. Chiefs, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, and Patriots among those teams that are included. I'm telling you he's enjoying this. I'm not saying you shouldn't. First time in your career you're you're a free agent. I guess take your time and uh, feel the love, I guess. I don't know. Thank you, man. Got to hit the break, bud. Appreciate it. Yep, for sure, Richard. When we come back, Ken, we'll go to you. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. Right now. Today. And if you buy your diamond separate from the ring. We'll count that as two separate items. Because we love you. And our big three-day engagement ring extravaganza. Starts this Friday. 2,397 engagement rings. 928 wedding bands. Come in and take a look. We've got 
big engagement ring diamonds that are easily within your budget. We have new designs from Gabriel, Martin Flyer, and exotic men's wedding bands from Mallow. You've never seen anything like the wedding bands from Mallow. You're going to leave here with a fabulous engagement ring. Tax-free. And with fabulous financing up to 60 months. With approved credit. And you're going to have a big... Big diamond. Welcome to Ramsey's. Tax-free is happening right now. And the engagement ring extravaganza starts this Friday. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will draw up a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Colonels! Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. I'm back. It's fall savings times at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, the third-row 7-seat SUV that comes standard with family favorite features like smartphone integration. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during the fall savings time at Barker Kia and get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. That's Barker Kia at Homer or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Moving through, if you see the clouds outside. Temps per Bruce Katz over in Fox 8. Going to stay in the 70s. Cooler tonight, 40s north, 50s south, and then manana. The, the real front hits. You're looking at 50s Saturday. And, uh... Little Jack Frosty Sunday morning. Little frost in certain parts of town. So um, fall is indeed here. Poor Willie. At some point in the third quarter, where they stretched the lead out on us, and then we put our heads down and just said, okay, enough is enough. You saw us get back into the game pretty quickly once that happened. But we can't wait to the third quarter. 
We got to do it for four quarters. There it is. I, I love Willie Green. I feel so bad for him. The roster, your two main guys haven't played. Like that's, I feel for him, but that's the right coach. I like him. I like him. No excuses on the text. Got to play harder. If not, I got to find somebody. I, I like that. And he brought up what I've been screaming for the past 10 years. You know, like at some point, who says, who on the team says enough? Enough. Ken, thanks, bud. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Okay. Uh, well, we got, man, we got issues here. We got issues with the Saints throughout the Pelicans. With the, with the Saints, number one, the receiver situation. What are we doing? The New, <laughs> yeah, the New Orleans, as far as every Saints fan, knew that after March 10th, our number two receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, would be moving on. They also knew that Michael Thomas was recovering from an injury, and they knew by uh, before training camp that he wouldn't be with us. I'm trying to figure out, based upon who was left on the roster at a wide receiver, what playing did they come up with to think that without the number one and two receiver, that the receiving core of this team would be A-OK, that they were in good hands? I'm trying to figure that out. I I said this this morning when I was on with Scott, and I've said it on the show too, Ken, as much as the things that Sean Payton has done should earn him and garner him if this team makes the playoffs coach of the year – there is absolutely yeah. unequivocally, and I think he would agree with you, there is one oh boy this season. Yeah. And that is the I mean, unbelievable over-evaluation of what you thought you had at receiver. Period. And Period. The, and the thing about that is, you know, normally you make a decision about something that you feel positive about based upon what the person or uh, people have done in the past. They didn't have a history of being successful with these other guys at wide receiver. It's not like they had guys that averaged maybe 40 or 50 receptions a year. They had, they had nothing behind those two guys. Exactly. And you know what happens? It, 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 it's, it, I heard somebody say this, and I, and I use it all the time. When part of your plan is hope, you're in trouble. Hope should never be part of <laughs> hey. any plan. I called them a potential playoff team for this very reason, and and, and maybe I shouldn't get upset when they lose games or they and I was drop catches. But, I mean, that's the know, problem, I'm calling, yeah. You know, I'm calling uh, radio stations, everybody asking, well, when they talk about we getting down to the final 53, no, you're not. You don't have a receiver. <laughs> How can you get down to 53? You need to go find a minimum of two receivers <laughs> before the season starts. Ken, Ken, because, Saints fans you know, have been the, begging. Sean Payton, the draft receiver, to go get receiver, and you know, and uh, look, like I said, it that's it. It look, it, it's simple. Next year, with the first round pick, <laughs> select whoever a receiver. With the second pick in the second round, the same select receiver. Well, like they have got to drastically improve that department. Period. I don't care what yeah, quarterback and, and, you get. And I just didn't see. I think I mean. <laughs> They couldn't show me where they had a receiver. 
after uh, Sanders and Trump. Uh, Canada, there's hope. So, so, okay, so. can I talk quickly about the Pelican? Yeah, man, give me your best two minutes so I, I can get to Earl. Okay, okay, the Pelican. <laughs> Why the hell is the two guys from Chicago, uh, what is his name, Satorisky or whatever? Yeah. And and, and, and the Gar- kids' Gar- temple. Temple. Why yeah. are they on this team? Do you know, know I don't one know. guy is <laughs> making $10 million yeah, a year? Ten million, he signed a, he's $10 million. And uh, Temple is $4.9 million. That's right at $15 million just wasted. I mean, if I was this Benson, I would call Griffin in. You don't have to explain to me yeah. why am I paying these two guys right at $15 million, yeah. and I see no yeah. production from either one of them. No production. Uh, Ken, I don't know why they're on the floor. I don't know why they're on the team. Forget the floor. <laughs> there, there's no reason for neither one of them to be on the well, team. To, to me, to me, when you're banking on veteran leadership, it's sort of like you're banking on hope. I mean, can they it. make a shot? That's what I need. Can I, I, don't, can, I don't care if you can lead or speak English. Can you make a shot? Like I, Can you yeah. play basketball? You know, now if they, if, okay, you're talking about veteran leadership, if they were signing, uh, what's his name, Williams, that's left the Clippers in Atlanta, a guy that has a renowned ability and experience in proceeding yeah. talents at scoring, that makes sense. If you got a veteran guy that can actually, has a track record of being mm-hmm. successful with playoff teams and whatever, maybe sign that person. But you're picking up people that did nothing where they came from. This is that's another defying of logic. Yep, I hear you. All right, buddy. Appreciate the phone call, man. All Thank right. you so much. There's <laughs> Ken. Let's go to Earl. How are you today, sir? Hello, Earl. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, uh. I, I wasn't feeling all whatever, so I passed a uh, look like a Christmas tree lot coming up. So that's that's a good thing on veterans, and uh, we're gonna be having some Christmas trees soon, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Goose, uh, can we can we bring back the New Orleans brass or man? I, Stop, Goose. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. You know I'm usually pretty good with my gut and all this, and, and yeah. if we get Odell, that's great, man. And now hearing about. About Camaro with the knee, yeah, I got a bad feel, and you know oh, I'm, no. a, I'm not a negative person, Goose. No. I got a bad feeling. If we lose this game, with the Saints are going to kind of go in a, a, a little tailspin. I know we got the organization, good organization, this and that. The stars are lining up in the opposite way. Are you kind of feeling that, or no? I know we talked about, you know, eight and eight, and it it could be worse than that. Going what we're we looking at right now. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Do you kind of feel the same deal, or are you being an optimist? Well, Uncle Earl, it's why I said you have to win two of the next three, and this wasn't one of them. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think they can, and whatever. I'm just saying you, you couldn't you, you couldn't lose to Atlanta, and you better not lose to Philly. I mean, that's just if you want to be a playoff team. Um, Buffalo's a better team than you. I, I know they lost to the Jags. I get it. Oh, they get- they're a better team than you, man. Oh, right. Um. Yeah, Dallas is a pretty good team, and I know they got smoked by Teddy Two Gloves. I don't know what happened Sunday. Okay, the Jets beat the Bengals, but you should beat them. 
I'm telling you right now at the Yuccaneers, if they're remotely healthy, that's that. I think that's a loss. I think Miami, you can win. Let's see what Cam Newton and the Panthers will be second to last game of the season in January. He's going to have all of December and most of November to kind of get into the swing of things again if he can do anything, right? And then you got the Dirty Birds who, again, you didn't beat. So, I don't know. Goose, you don't know you don't know what team's going to show up, man. And, and look, I'm, uh, it's just it's frustrating, man. It's it's, it's frustrating, and, right? And it's I don't know what else to do, man. And I don't I know, know if bringing Odell's going to look. You bring him in, you know he's going to get double team, right? And they, that's going to leave somebody wide open, and hopefully, you know, they can catch the damn ball. And if they don't, I mean, that's that's a wash, and that's why I think that guy might be kind of going the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh. Uh, is Kamara's is thing more a, a precautionary gust, or that that could be something a lot more? No, I mean he, he has he has what a mild knee sprain. I mean he's he's injured. I mean he, he has a mild knee sprain, which is why I say I wouldn't I wouldn't play him. I mean I would. You're resting this week, man. I mean because oh man, let me tell you what. Hey Goose, can you, we bring uh, the bring the bring the New Orleans brass back? I mean we no, get stop something it. going. You see, no, no, we're not yeah. selling the organization. We're not, you know. Hire somebody that's competent. Hire people that do a good job. I like the coach. Now find somebody that actually can get talent in and evaluate it properly. That's all I'm saying. I mean, like, there's no reason to shut it down, blow it up, trade everybody. How about you just, A, get your players healthy, and they got to get healthy. Um, I mean, look, Brandon Ingram didn't ask for a hip contusion, all right? Zion's got to get in better shape. I'm not saying he asked for a broken foot, but... Those, I mean, you got to get healthy. It's hard to go to battle with plastic knives, and that's what the Pels are playing with right now. There ain't no. Hey, Goose, when's the next show where I could come check y'all out, man? Uh, are y'all going to be around the met- metro area? Um, I'll let you know. I think my, I, I would, I got, I got a little birdie here. Um, I, I would look at, let's see, December, early December. But I'll let you know. I'll let you know as soon as yeah, everything be becomes great. official that's- and the eyes are dotted. But early December. That'd be awesome. Hey, Goose, always a pleasure, baby. Same here, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Before we go to the break, let's bring in Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill, thank you for calling us here on the Sports Hangover. And then after the break, we'll go to Corey Glore. What you got, Bill? Yeah, I just wanted to mention about the Pelicans. All Mm -hmm. the stuff that y'all have been talking about all goes back to one person, and that's David Griffin. You know, he is the culprit in all of this. He wants to have his, you know feeding the water as far as, you know, feeding stuff to the coach. You know, there was a comment in that Bleacher Report article that said, uh, you know, I gave you the answers to the test, and you still failed it when he was talking to Gentry. Yeah. So, you know, that tells me he's feeding the coach information, obviously. And apparently, you know, I watched these guys in summer league. I saw these guys fall. I saw Trey Murphy score, like, regularly, you know, with pretty much ease, it seemed like. And... You know, what has happened now to these guys? I mean, is this just talent evaluation? Are, are these guys just not as good as, as they kind of look like they were? Or, you know, but it all goes back to him. Everything that has gone wrong with this team can be traced back to him. Right. Every trade was a failure. You know, they drafted a bunch of guys, and then they wouldn't play him last year. So now they're playing this year, and, you know, they should have had another year under their belt over. Man, let me let me tell you something, it, Bill. 
seeing that Jake Fisher report on Bleach Report, and I hadn't gotten to it yet, and I will at some point, probably start a next hour, where essentially people listening don't know what I'm talking about. The, 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 the gist of it is this. When the Kings played here at the beginning of the season, originally the report had it at Sacramento last week. It was when the Kings played here. He apparently went up to warmly greet Alvin Gentry. Gentry kind of didn't have it, kind of used that phrase that you're talking about in an Olo.com article about, you know, the answers to the test. And he kind of said to David Griffin, well, I guess you didn't give Stan the answers as well. That led to verbal or if not physical altercation. All I know is per the report that to be physically separated. Now, what does that mean? Did they get in each other's face and start cursing? Did, did they shove each other? Did they, you know, poke each other? And just, I don't know. I wasn't there and that's not what the story says. But it says they had to be physically separated. All I'm saying is this. To your point of the basketball moves, and now this issue where the report says now around the league, the, the word is, is this guy secure in his job? All of that doesn't help you get better, right? Like losing your composure and cool with a coach. Um, and, and even that if the perception is, because again, Alvin Gentry is on a staff. He's not an analyst. He's on a staff, on a team. So if that's his feeling, other coaches probably know about that feeling. Where would he know that Jacques Vaughn probably didn't take the job because of what Stan Van Gundy told him? And to your point, if he's the guy that's representing you and he's losing his cool like that, again, I don't know the, the, the details. I'm just going by the report. But it doesn't look good. And... Yeah, everyone's frustrated. I get that, and I'm just saying that that that's just not a that's just it's not good. It's not good when you've been battling image issues. You've been battling to show that things are different. You've been battling that from the get go, and then you add and compound it with a one and eleven start, and it's just it's just going to increase. You know how are they handling Zion's? What do you want them to do? I mean, did they tell them? I mean, it's just it just compounds it. Yep. All right, man. Got to hit the got to hit the break, Bill. Appreciate it. It's frustrating. Quick break. We come back. Corey Glory, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of frustration in Uptown New Orleans on this football season. Two of the next three, though, at home. All about finishing strong, and at least there was a victory over on Ferret Street. We'll touch on that next on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. 
Call 632-6900 for more information. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. James outside Cook for Thor Eubank. Um, I think both teams have improved their shooting. There it is. As uh, Tulane got a couple of threes to go down and more importantly got a win to start off their basketball season. 70-67, to 67, the man calling the game was... Or still is. Sorry. My bad. You know what I mean? It's the voice of the Tulane Greenway. <laughs> no, no news, Corey. You still are. I meant that you called that game. What's up, sir? How are you today? I'm doing well. I, frankly, the way I heard it is that I was still calling that game. And yes. it was a long yeah. game, but it wasn't a 48-hour <laughs> <laughs> It was not that long. Um, Look, you, you look at that game, Corey, and obviously you and I actually talked earlier that day on a women's game, which is why I didn't do the show Tuesday. And look, everyone has expectations. Everyone is excited. It's the first game of the year. And then you actually get on the court, Corey, and then, and then you have to perform. Uh, it, it was it, it was a struggle for the ladies. They eventually, you know, came alive and won against SLU. And, and you saw why Moon Erson is talked about highly. When it comes to the men, the, there was a transfer for sure that you look at and say, hey, this guy can be a difference maker. And you know what I'm talking about. And how big an impact was it? It was pretty noticeable, and what was what was pretty interesting was that when when Jalen Cook was in the exhibition game, he said flat out he was nervous about those, and then after the game Tuesday night, he said he wasn't nervous at all uh, right. to actually start the season. And so to see him put in 28 points in his too late debut, and he just he kind of showcased all the tools that has people so excited where he can create his own shot, he can drive to the bucket, but he can also just run the offense and run it smoothly. And to have 17 at halftime and then to finish the 28, probably out of the game, but it was very clear just what type of kind of dynamism he possesses in that six-foot frame of his. And for it to showcase like that on opening night, I didn't expect that based on kind of what I see from him heading into the year. But he's a very confident young kid, and he's got all the tools in the world to make differences like that. Yeah, 11 of 18, four threes. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want the five personal fouls there to go with it. But, you know, getting a couple of other players to get into double digits, you know, Corey calling a couple of the games last year for the men and just following that team, it was almost a struggle at times to get scoring and get that going on. 
Look, SLU, good basketball team here as well. When you look at this game, there was a 39-37 second half, a 31-30 first half. So this truly was a back-and-forth game. Nobody really kind of separated from anybody. It felt like game one of a year, Gus, in which there were some bursts of some great things from both teams, and then there were lulls of things that you don't really want to see the rest of the year. And it was two teams that do have a lot of transfers so that will be playing important roles for them uh, and doing it early, trying to figure out who they all are and who the skill sets belong where and all of that. So it was a bit of a rock fight for a lot of, a lot of that game. And frankly, Ron Hunter, I think, is okay with rock fights. If his defense plays like they did down the stretch, like they did against two, uh, against Southeastern Tuesday night, they're, they're going to win plenty of games. But now he's thrilled about the fact that he believes he's got a lot of offensive options to help balance out that defense. Speak with Corey Glore, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. And look, sir, um, it, it, a win's a win. And obviously you can build on that and move forward. And you see what, I guess, is the next setup for them. So, uh, Southern University It's coming up. Saturday morning at 1130. When you look at those games, too, athleticism, you're going to see, I think, another kind of up-and-down game. Is that kind of what Ron Hunter wants? Uh, I mean, I think he'd love this as smooth 40 minutes where they win by 25, but I don't think he anticipates that. I think he he knows that if if this team's going to win more games than they lose this year, it's probably going to be on the defensive end, and it'll be offensive weapons like Cook that will help out a guy like Jalen Ford to, to support that and win kind of those, you know, first to 70 type games. Um, so, I, you know, I think the early part of the year will be like this. The schedule gets tough after Saturday when they go on the road to Florida State, then they're, mm-hmm. they're on the road for the rest of the month. And so and that was done purposefully to, to see what this group can do um, with each other traveling away from New Orleans. So um, the next three weeks are going to tell the tale of just how this team, I think, handles adversity when things aren't going their way i'll do some prep for you they just played louisville and uh, you might have heard of them the cardinal pretty good in basketball yes only lost by 12 at halftime it was 33 31 louisville they were there and uh a name you may want to highlight at least on the glass <laughs> 14 rebounds uh damian sears not not too bad there from that aspect yeah. of it but i i is there a better name for an arena than the kfc yum center <laughs> oh, and make sure you make sure you include the yum has an exclamation point. It does have an right exclamation point. <laughs> <of it. laughs> um, all right, fine. Well, let's get to football now. Uh, two or three is at Yulman. You always want to finish strong at home. You want to play well. It's homecoming for what it's worth here as well. And I know maybe back in the day that meant more probably to students and alum than it maybe does now. But bottom line, it still means something, as Coach Willie Fritz talked about on Tuesday with Maddie here on the show, that uh, you got donors, you got you know people in town that you know still want to kind of relive their old memories and things of that nature. You got to put on a good performance. Speaking of, Tulsa gave Cincinnati all they wanted. So again, another tough game here, bud. No, I mean it, Tulsa. I hate the adage of the record doesn't show what a team is. Like that's common in sports, and frankly, it's overused, but. Tulsa has played seven one-possession games, three and four. These are games that they won last year that they're losing more of this year. And, you know, Cincinnati, that game that they played was about as frustrating of a way to end as you could imagine where 
they, they drove it down to the yeah. goal line and then turned it over, got a fumble, and then fumbled it on fourth and goal as they were trying to tie it. So, I mean, it, it was maddening if you're a Tulsa fan to watch that. Those are games they picked up last year for the conference championship game, and they haven't this year. They played a very difficult schedule. They have a good three running back system. It's a different defense that they play. It's a 3-3-5, three, three, but they'll bring the secondary up and cause a lot of havoc on the line. So mm-hmm. it's a unique look that Tulane hasn't seen yet. And I'll tell you what, Gus, you know, we were talking about how that the effort against Cincinnati two weeks ago kind of shed a little bit of optimism on the group. As optimistic as they were after a loss two weeks ago, that's how frustrated they were after the game at UCF. And it was an entirely different mood. So now homecoming, you know, Darnell Mooney was running around practice here the last couple of days. But the Glazer family showed up here today. So, um, I mean, people are around and people are back in town. And it's now the time just yeah. to put on a show. Have to, Corey, right? I mean, you have to at least, because a lot of times, and it may not be a good thing, but it is just reality. It's what have you done lately, and if you finish the season with some wins, you finish looking better, You, you it, it, it helps next season. It, it just is what it is, right? Yeah, and, you know, this, the next three weeks are, you know, let's see who really wants to do this, right? Let's see who wants to finish True. this thing out, and whether it's, you know, young guys looking for spots for next year, old guys looking to finish strong, or or guys that are looking to change the roles, you know, increase what they do, do something else, like whatever the case might be. Like now, now is when you get to see when when you're you're in this spot and you're one and eight, and you know what you know. The end of the road is now finite. Like it's here in three weeks. Who wants to do this moving forward, and who wants to be a part of this program in a big way um, starting next year? As always, man, appreciate the time, sir, and you are still. The worst of the Tulane Green Wave at Corey Clark. I, I'm still calling Tulane and Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, well, if any reason, because no one else is going to be able to be there on time, that's for sure. So, I mean, the hiring process takes a while, Corey, so you still definitely will be there for sure. I don't know why I said was the voice of the Green Wave. Dude, I got a lot of my mind. I got a lot of my mind. I, I've been looking behind my shoulder ever since. No, you're fine. No. No, All right. No. All right. You're good. Thank you, good. bud. Thanks, bud. Yeah, for sure. Always a pleasure. Quick break. We come back to the voice of the Cajuns, Mr. Jay Walker. He's on his way to Hattiesburg. We'll talk about why that is next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3300. 
888-382-3733. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Can we talk about sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. As always, a pleasure to visit with the voices on Thursday. We heard from Corey, Chris, a little long when it came to the Will Wade luncheon, so we'll try to get Mr. Chris Blair here maybe tomorrow. But Jay Walker chimes in on his way over to Hattiesburg, where I will see him tomorrow. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, and uh, before we get too much into this, I just want you to know that my name is Walker, and it's not Graffinini, and so this bag of cracklings that I have right here will make their way to you. (laughs) Scott came through. Scott came through. Well, I I guess when you hint at it enough, uh, I I spoke with him this morning, and um, he said that you were going to have a little little present for me, so there we go. Yeah, Todd ate my bag of cracklings that Scott left for me with him I want to say a couple Pelicans media days ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I knew that story, and so <laughs> just he just dropped them off to me a few a few minutes ago, uh-huh. and I and I and I told him I was getting ready to talk to you, and that I would make sure nice. that um, nice. that you knew that I that I had your care package. Now, look, I mean, it is it is a it is a trip from Lafayette to Hattiesburg. So if you, you know, if you do get hungry, you're more than welcome to snack on them. I mean, you know, I mean, you're at least making the effort to bring them. So, um, but I'm going to well, see you there uh, tomorrow I, and it'll be a battle of two basketball teams that are one and oh, Southern Miss opened up the season with the win and the Rage of Cajuns on the hardwood did as well against West Florida, 81 to 47. Can you tell me about that performance? Uh, I, I'll tell you what, this is one of Bob Marlin's more talented teams. I think mm. um, he's brought in four, uh, transfers from um, D1 programs, one from Creighton, one from St. John's, one from Arizona, and one from San Jose State. And three of the four have some ties to the local area. Uh, two of them are from Lafayette. The third, Jordan Brown, is the Arizona transfer. His dad played basketball for Bobby Pascal um, over at USL uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a, some familiarity there. Uh, but this is a this is a pretty talent. It's a big basketball team. They've got four guys, six nine to six eleven. Uh, they've got some guys who can shoot it. This is it's a talented bunch that Bob Marlin has this year. Writing everything down, uh, Jay. One of the other things, as well though, that we always touch on, especially when the season first starts, is expectation levels and where do you kind of see your season going, the conference, et cetera. So, kind of give us a, a preview here because we'll be chatting throughout the season. When it comes to hoops here as well, what is the twenty one twenty two outlook? 
the Cajuns are picked second in the Sun Belt overall and first in the West. Georgia State has kind of been, um, they've kind of been the gold standard of the league, you know, since they joined it. And of course, Ron Hunter uh, won some championships there. He's at Tulane now. Right. And um, I, I think that those two teams are probably going to battle it out. I think Texas State and Arkansas State are both going to be good. But uh, there, there's a lot of expectation for the Cajuns this year. Okay. Obviously, when we chat with you, you'll tell us about some guys that stand out. You mentioned some height. You mentioned some things. But who, who's um, who's the Cajuns leader, would you say? Who is their guy that you, you're you going to pri- primarily kind of ride most nights? Theo Akuba uh, was the defensive player of the year in the Sun Belt and is a preseason first team guy. Um he went to uh, to Portland originally. He's from Montgomery, Alabama. This is his second year with the Cajuns. He's listed as a junior. 6'11", really good shot blocker, uh, can score near the basket, um, very good rim protector, and um, he's the, the most highly touted guy. But I also mentioned the transfer from Arizona, Jordan Brown, whose father, Dion played at UL. That was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He originally signed with Nevada, mm-hmm. and then when Eric Musselman got the job at Arkansas, he transferred to Arizona, and he was the Pac-12 sixth man of the year this past year, and then Sean Miller got fired. So he winds up uh, in Lafayette. The Cajuns had recruited him both times that he was available, wow. and finally they got him. All right, so I will definitely put some asterisks next to those players as well tomorrow night when uh, the Cajuns take on the Eagles over there in Hattiesburg. All right, um, Coach Napier and I chatted on Tuesday Again, look, eight straight wins, and I, I mentioned I, I know it's a pretty decent feat because it was 1976, right, Jay? The last time that that happened, and I'm right. 45, and I was born in 1976, so that gives you an idea there. And then also a fourth straight division title, so you'll be in the title game for fourth straight year. And I told them that I spoke to you, and you, you know, win number six didn't even mention bowling. It's incredible, really, though, the culture of winning where you guys are right now. You know, it, it really is amazing. And, and, and Gus, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this. This is my 30th year uh, doing the Cajuns on the radio. And I've broadcasted a lot of bad football over the years. And, right. and there have been some very, very lean years for the Cajuns. But now, you know, you're sitting here at 8-1. At and one. You were 10-1 and one last year. You were 11-3 and three the year before that. And so, you know, you do the math. That's a lot of wins and very few losses. So the, the bar has really been raised for the Cajuns now. You know, when you, you go ahead, you become bowl eligible, and you say, you know what, we got bigger fish to fry, and, and folks are talking about, gee, what bowl are the Cajuns going to go to and who are they going to play? But right now, the most important thing is at the end of the season, December 4th, you get to play for a conference championship, and you've got to go back to the 60s, the last time a raging Cajun football team won an outright conference championship. So this is a big deal. Now, they, they've fallen short the first two times. Last year got canceled because of COVID. Um, but there's going to be a lot of focus toward getting that win on December the 4th. That would be another milestone for Billy Napier and this program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because obviously when you look at the games they play, obviously, you know, the old coaching adage, the next game's the biggest game and things of that nature. But look, I mean, Troy was that team, right, in the conference a couple of years back that was the perennial power. Then Arkansas State had a bit of a run. 
uh, App State and the Cages have kind of, you know, been doing that the last couple of years. But Troy has some history there. And Coach talked about at Troy, that's going to be a tough game. Environment, the, the, the place loves their football team. It's going to be a, a good one at Troy. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I, they draw pretty well uh, at their at their venue. Uh, their student support is outstanding. And they have statistically a very scary defensive football team. This is a team that's got 34 quarterback sacks. They forced 20 turnovers, and they're only allowing about 115 yards a game on the ground. So when you look at those numbers, you go, oh, my goodness. Now, they're 5-4. and four. Um, I think that if you're able to protect the quarterback, there are some big plays maybe to be had in the passing game. Uh, and the Cajun defense is going to be a, a tough test for Troy's offense. Okay. But this is not going to be an easy football game on Saturday. This is one, and, and Troy is notoriously a tough place to win. So this one, this one's going to be very interesting, and the Cajuns better uh, be ready with the, one of their better efforts of the season, I think. All right, that is Jay Walker. He is the voice of the Cajuns. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, sir, in Hattiesburg. Safe drive. I will, uh, I'll, I'll join you then. All right. I'll have your cracklings. That's why you're oh, telling me to drive safely. No, well, that is true. Believe me. I, I don't know. Have you ever called the game mid crackling? Like, can I do that in between the breaks? What is it? Two minute breaks, one minute breaks during timeouts? Men's same as, as women's? How long, how long do I have to eat some crackling during timeouts? <laughs> Uh, about ninety seconds, and, and oh. you ought to you ought to be able to, to crunch one down or two down during each commercial one. break. Is what? There you go. <laughs> At there least go. one. I haven't got the live reads yet, so as long as we just get into the action, I can almost always do like it's on TV. So and so.